Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, this is CNN's David Rind. Just a heads up, you're not about to hear your usual 10 p.m. five things update. They'll be back in the morning with more news. I'm dropping in here now, though, to let you know about Tug of War. It's another podcast from CNN Audio. And over there, we are covering the Israel-Hamas war on a daily basis. I've been talking to our CNN reporters on the ground to help make sense of the conflict. But I wanted to share a really special episode that we just put out. This one features the voices of four people who were in Gaza. They shared their stories with us throughout the week. Their stories are tough to hear, but I think they're really worth listening to. So we're going to play that episode right now, and you can hear more by searching for Tug of War wherever you listen. Here it is. For the past 11 days, I've been talking to my colleagues here at CNN who are on the ground in Israel and Lebanon. I really hope their reporting and analysis has been useful for you as we try to cover every aspect of this conflict. I know it has been for me. But today, I want to do something different. Because as Israel retaliates for that deadly Hamas terror attack with airstrikes on Gaza, the death toll there is rising. It's now past 4,000. And the humanitarian situation has gone from bad to worse to desperate. Basic human services like food, water, electricity are in increasingly short supply. Thousands have been forced to evacuate their homes in the north, told the to head south. A mass of humanity cramming into one end of an already packed strip of land. So today, I'm going to step aside and let you hear from some of these people directly. We are definitely on the verge of a humanitarian disaster. Situation is miserable here. We don't know what's going to be bombed anymore. We just get bombed and bombed after bombing and bombing. Is this how we're supposed to live? Many uh, streets don't exist uh, anymore. It's just huge craters and piles of rubble. Uh, and some people are of the opinion uh, that they're better off dying under their house than just living through this. The hardest question is if I do ever return to my home, my answer is God only know. From CNN, this is Tug of War. I'm David Rind. Today, you're going to hear from four people who are inside Gaza. They are an aid worker, a 13-year-old girl, a woman who is nine months pregnant with her first child, and a translator who is housing over 50 other people in his small home. They have all fled their homes in recent days. Internet access and electricity is understandably hard to come by, but they did manage to send us some voice notes throughout the week so we can better understand what they are seeing, hearing, and feeling. We're going to start with Youssef Hamash. He currently works for the Norwegian Refugee Council, and he sent us four messages over the course of the last four days. People by hundreds are waiting in front of water tanks, trying to collect water to their house, and in front of bakeries, it's chaos. People even fighting now to find a box of bread. And also people are trying to store anything they can, but there is no enough goods in the supermarkets now. I didn't take a shower since at least seven days. I think we will face, definitely we will face consequences. Even if the situation finished, we will face massive consequences in terms of mental health and the spreading of disease. I think we have a crisis in mental health of people here. 
thousands of people are sleeping in the streets. There is a lot of tension between people because people are under high pressure. In the streets, you will see people fighting for almost nothing. We are definitely on the verge of a humanitarian disaster. Situation is miserable here. Last night was a heavy night, and now we wake up on another day, starting our daily mission, trying to find bread and water. Now even the markets doesn't have water bottles. People are trying to find anything in the markets. Again, the main challenge is water. People barely can find water. This massive bombardment that happened over the night until also today morning, make it more challenging for people to be in the streets. Despite that the streets are crowded, it's crowded with people who came from Gaza and the north, seeking safety here, who doesn't have place to go. We are talking about thousands of people who became homeless, suddenly have nothing. So we lived another day like hell. Today, early morning, I have to do my daily mission, finding bread and water. And when I was at the market, they, they did four strike. Between each strike was one minute. So we were hundreds of people in the street. We were panicking, running. Whenever we hear the rockets coming, we start to run, just doesn't know where to go. We take a rest for one minute, then another one, then like two minutes, then another one, then another one. It was a hell in the street. The ambulances, sirens didn't stop. Just going back and forth around us because the bombing was everywhere. I don't think we can handle the situation for longer. It's really chaotic. This must stop. If not now, then when? Today we start our new plan, reducing the amount of food that we can have every day. So now from three meals up to two meals. And if this gets longer, it has to be one meal per day. And the priority is the children. I don't think I have enough words to describe the situation here inside the house, especially with the children. They are traumatized, especially last night was I was in a mess dealing with my son, fever, or the bombardment around us. This madness needs to stop. The entire world needs to think deeper about what's going on here. And based on that, they need to revise their humanity. Otherwise, we are going to lose faith in humanity on this planet. Assalamu alaikum. My name is Nadine Abdelatif. I am 13 years old and I am living in Gaza. It happened before and it's happening again. The first aggression I've ever lived was in third grade and it was terrifying when I heard bombing, when I heard people cry, when I heard the children screaming for their parents under the rubbish. Every aggression that is happening once again brings back worse memories than before. I don't understand how they want a child like me to live a life like that. When they told us to move because they're going to bomb my neighborhood, I didn't want to move. I wanted to stay. I wanted to become a martyr like all of those unlucky children. Yes, 
We cry and say that they've been killed, but they're luckier than us because they don't have to live the fear that I'm living right now. They're luckier than us because they don't have to suffer like we still do. I'm scared. I had to move from my house. I had to leave my house, leave the place that holds my memories, leave the place that I feel safe in to seek shelter somewhere else. My niece is only four months old. My nephew is only two years old and they have to live this horrible life. My nephew was scared and he kept sticking onto me. He kept hugging me because he was terrified and scared. My niece kept crying and kept shivering every time she heard a bomb. Is this how children should live? Everyone is terrified. We don't know what's going to happen anymore. We don't know what's going to be bombed anymore. We just get bombed and bombed after bombing and bombing. There is no food. There is no water. There is no electricity. Is this how we're supposed to live? This is not a life any child should see or live. This is a nightmare. We're stuck. We're being killed and being destroyed. Everyone is terrified here. No one is safe. We'll be right back. Shopify's taking the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing for your retail store? Upgrade your point of sale system with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. Get award-winning support and see why millions of businesses worldwide trust Shopify. Do retail right. Grab your $1 trial at shopify.com slash CNN. Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Welcome back to Tug of War. The next voice you're going to hear is Nardine Fares. She is 27 years old, and she's nine months pregnant with her first child. She's due any day now. And she's waiting for that moment inside Gaza. Hi, I am Nardine Fares. The third day of the aggression, Israeli occupation army called us and ordered to evacuate Rimal area. So we went to my grandfather's house, which is not so far from our house. That night, we witnessed an Israeli attack and violent bombing as if lava was falling over the house and the ground was shaking like an earthquake. My grandfather's house windows were completely damaged. The toxic gunpowder was everywhere, which is affecting my breathing as a pregnant woman. When morning came, we went to see our house that we had left. We saw destruction in the streets, demolished homes. Our house was partially damaged and was no longer fit to live in. We took our important things in one bag, and we flee to the south. Now, me and my husband stay in Hanyuna's southern Gaza Strip in his family house. And we are more than 70 people who flee to the south. The house has only six rooms. So some sleep in the bedrooms, others in the living room, and others in the floor. The conditions we live in is difficult. We could not have electricity. Fuel is completely out. 
Internet and connections are down. The water ran out. The world, my child, will soon be entering. Is my home that I love. I can't leave it. But at the same time, it's not the safe place for my child and his future. I wish I could have the plan for birth that I planned all past months before the war. But now everything is changed. I don't know what conditions will be when labor time comes. And all I can do is to find a doctor near our house for emergency because even ambulances can't come in the same time. I'm afraid from going to hospital and then don't find any place to me there because of the huge amounts of martyrs and injuries there. It's really bad and hard for me as a first-time mom to think about and live in. See my home Gaza like that is the most painful because I want to live all my life here. I'm not looking for travel or immigration, so it's distressing. My name is Jason Shawa, 55 years old, married father of two awesome daughters. I'm a translator, Arabic-English translator. I live in Gaza City, but currently I've been forced to relocate to the midden area of the Gaza Strip. We're here because we had to evacuate our home. We were trying to sleep and I was woken up by a call. My cousin was calling me, it was like two in the morning, I think. He told us, you need to get out now. So we just picked up whatever we could, stuffed a few things in a couple of suitcases and whatever dry food we could find, and got in the cars and, and left the city. And they've been bombing Gaza since. We own this property in the middle area, as we call it. So it was the only uh, place we could think of. And it was in the, uh, uh, quote-unquote, designated safe area by the Israeli army for that particular uh, time. So, yeah, we came here and uh, throughout the course of the day, we were joined by more friends and their parents, relatives, friends of friends. And we ended up having 50-something people here with 20-something children. It's really hard. Some of them ask uh, tough questions. Why do Israel, why, why does Israel want to kill us? Are they going to kill us? Are they going to bomb this place? And we simply have to lie to them if they're young enough. But, but luckily we have a lot of children, so they are able to keep themselves busy for the most part of the day uh, until we have a bombing in the area. And then we don't know what will happen. Or if bombing intensified in this area, of course, we'll be forced to move, but we don't know yet. But we really don't have any choices, and decision-making is extremely uh, tough. Most people don't know if, if they'll go back to a house, find a house to stay in. The, the scale of destru destruction in the city is, is unprecedented. I mean, you're talking about entire residential blocks literally wiped off the map. People usually go to their bombed house to try and dig out clothes, anything they can find. This time they just go there and they wouldn't be able to recognize their house, their, where it stood. Many uh, streets don't exist anymore. It's just huge craters and piles of rubble. Uh, and some people are of the opinion that they're better off dying under their house than just living through this every single day. We have deaths. 
killings, arrests would come none to these things. I mean, of course, it causes a momentary panic, panic attack amongst everybody. But we've been going through this for ages now. And I honestly don't, don't think of anything anymore. It's just, okay, it's over. We're fine. We're alive. Let's go back to sleep. Tug of War is a production of CNN Audio. This episode was produced by our senior producer, Haley Thomas, Paula Ortiz, Anna Sterla, Krista Bowe, and me, David Rind. Dan DeZula is our technical director, and Steve Lichtai is the executive producer of CNN Audio. Special thanks to Caroline Patterson, Ivana Kotosova, Anissa Gray, Kelly Slade, Ram Ram Gopal, Lisa Namoro, Robert Mathers, John Dianora, James Andrews, Nicole Pesaru, Katie Hinman, and Wendy Brundage. Thank you for listening. We'll be back on Monday with another update. In the meantime, head over to CNN.com or the CNN app for the very latest. I'll talk to you later.